Am I right, Maddie Barrows? Let's get some weather for Hufanga. See if this works out. Yeah, the guy grew up in uh, Oregon, so he's used to kind of uh, wet, mucky weather. So he ought to be in his, literally in his element uh, for this uh, these upcoming games, uh, for sure. And, you know, what, what struck me is I remember reading stories, reporting stories about uh, that, that famous uh, 1982 championship game, the Dwight Clark catch game. This team used to go to places like L.A. and Arizona in the playoffs because it was so rainy in the Bay Area. I always thought that was such a kind of a foreign concept. Like, how, how can this area, it's been in so much drought recently, uh, be so wet that a team is forced to go to uh, a drier climate? But uh, I think we're kind of seeing that pattern uh, emerge this year. I wonder whether that's uh, that might be in the offing for the 49ers. 1982 was uh, an historic year as far as the rainfall goes. I actually got stranded at school. had to sleep at my principal's house in 8th grade, Matt. True story, 1982. That's, a, that's not appropriate. Nah, wow. No choice. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get home. Is, it, is this just a way of uh, telling us how young you are, Dan? Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm glad, I'm glad you saw through that, man. I was a redshirt eighth grader, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> Seriously, I, uh, oh, I had to ride a horse to school. Uh, Maddie, what about, you know, D'Amico Ryan's? It's not just like that, that Huff has not uh, been playing perfectly. What it takes to get to a point when a coach or a coordinator will get in front of a podium and really, like, put it out there to the media, what, what does that mean about how the 49ers are feeling about Hufanga right now? I mean, uh, I think that Hufanga's had a sensational season. I think D'Amico Ryans is very much taking every opportunity to critique his team and, and to do it publicly as well because the team is on a roll, and uh, you got to figure out a way to kind of make these guys sharp uh, and, and make sure that they're, they're, that they're not lax. So uh, both he and Shanahan have been relishing any – uh, mistake that this team has made in recent weeks um, in, in an effort to uh, kind of continue that momentum. So, uh, to me, it's a, a typical mistake that uh, that a, a young safety is going to make, especially one as aggressive as Hufanga's been. Uh, but like I said, uh, I feel like uh, you know all the coaches, especially Ryan's and especially Kyle Shanahan are really kind of seizing on any opportunity to kind of coach up these guys and remind these guys that you're not perfect, um, that uh, mistakes have been made, and you do need to sharpen This is not going to cut it in the playoffs. How do you balance that flex and release this weekend, knowing that, you know, for the most part you're locked in, either as the two or the three. There's a chance you could still be the top seed. You want to keep everyone healthy, but you want guys to be sharp going in the playoffs. How do they play this this delicate balancing game? Well, I mean, they have the, the really nice reminder that, uh, you know, no, no one at this point last week, Everybody thought um, this team, this defense especially, was just going to dance right over Jared Stidham and an unknown guy, and the Raiders were kind of uh, teetering on uh, falling out of the playoffs. And all of a sudden, the Raiders took them to overtime and, and, and nearly upset the 49ers. So that's fresh in their mind. Um, I mean, I, I do think that uh, Shanahan is going to be scoreboard watching, getting updates on where things stand. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, for example, is dealing with an ankle injury. It seems like a really nice opportunity to 
kind of give him um, a half off uh, rolling into the playoffs. I don't think you need to worry about him being uh, ready um, for uh, the first playoff game. So um, I'm sure there are a handful of guys that Shanahan would love to kind of pull out of the game early and and might do that if there's uh, nothing to be gained from a victory. Matt, what's the specific thought right now with Debo? Um, I know it's week two already of the practice week. But what do you think their plan is with him, and and what is his relative health for next week? I mean, I think it's good. He practiced in full uh, the last couple of days, so that that suggests that um, he's not still bothered by this this ankle knee issue. I think it's a conditioning issue for him. You don't want to uh, rev him up to uh, you know 100 percent of his snaps after he's been off for uh, I guess it's been three weeks. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think for a lot of these guys, uh, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, you want to get them rolling. Um, I don't think you want to give them their, their full allotment of snaps. But uh, you want to make sure that there's momentum going into that first uh, postseason game. So, um, you know, I, I think that's, that's, the, that, that's the bottom line. That's the key word. They, they want to get enough momentum, enough uh, snaps, enough action for these guys to feel like, um, you know, they're not just kind of going fresh into the uh, playoffs without having had, had any games uh, in, in the lead up to them. Does that apply to Brock Purdy as well in terms of how much time he's going to see? Because you obviously want to get him reps. He's still very young in his career, yet you don't have much in the way of a backup other than Josh Johnson. How do they play that balancing act with a guy who could use any and all reps that he gets? Yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic question. It's one that uh, maybe we'll ask uh, Kyle Shanahan later today because you could make the argument that, you know, it would be nice for Josh Johnson to get some reps. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility that Johnson would be called upon um, to kind of salvage uh, a game in the playoffs. So, um, you know, he's never played in a game for the 49ers. He's had all sorts of practice. I think in that 2020 season, they were really kind of close to having to play him at the end there. Um, and he didn't have a lot of uh, experience at that point. But, um, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's something to ask. Uh, if, if, if there's nothing to be gained in the, in the fourth quarter, is it more important for Brock Purdy to get, continue to get snaps He's still in the fight as far as uh, the NFL is concerned, or is it more important to kind of get him kind of safe on the sideline and to give Josh Johnson snaps? Uh, th- that'll be interesting to see what uh, Shanahan says. Okay, first off, Matty, uh, breaking news. The NFL has approved the postseason plan that was floated out there yesterday. The vote has gone down. That has been approved. We'll go over that with our listeners a little bit more later on with regard to what that means for the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Ravens. Uh, to your knowledge, was there any conversation, uh, you know, over the last couple of days, that idea of an eighth team on both sides? Like, you would have had to talk to all teams, including the 49ers. Was there any discussion around the 49ers about how this was going to play out? Uh, I, I don't think so. At least I'm not... Uh... Uh, privy to that. I mean, this obviously is affecting the AFC more than anything else. So um, I think it was uh, really among those teams and those teams that are in the playoffs that uh, were probably uh, a deeper part of the conversation. Um, that's, that's another question. <laughs> you guys are filling up my notebook with excellent questions. If I if I run into to Jed York, um, that'll be something to ask him, whether that was ever kind of floated as an option, because it would have benefited the team like 
the Seahawks. You know, some of these teams that are sort of on the edge of the playoffs going into this uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm sure the 49ers, if if you ask them, give them truth serum, you know, wanna 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 keep it to as uh, few a number of teams as possible, right? Um, uh, heightening their chances of going all the way. Yeah, without a doubt. And Washington would have been back in play had they expanded to eight. We went through all these machinations yesterday. Nick Bosa, NFL sack leader, could be closing in on defensive player of the year. How much does that play into his usage on Sunday? I mean, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan's going to give these guys every opportunity. I, I remember that last game, uh, what was it, uh, 2018, when, when George Kittle was uh, uh, shooting for the tight end record for, for yards in the season. And, uh, you know, Shanahan, uh, you know, engineered a, a game plan to, to get Kittle that, that number, the number that he needed. Uh, so he's conscientious of that. Um, I think that, you know, player safety, again, if this is a blowout or if there's nothing to be gained, uh, kind of uh, discretion outweighs, you know, a, a sack record and things like that. I think uh, Nick Bosa gets uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Whether he uh, gets five sacks in this game or zero sacks in this game, I think that's probably wrapped up at this point. Uh, but the sack record, the single-season sack record, is very much at play. Um, I don't know how my uh, my scouting report on David Blau is, is kind of incomplete. I don't know how much uh, scrambling ability he has, but it seems like two sacks is not out of the realm of possibility for Nick Bosa, in which case he would tie Alden Smith's 2012 record, and uh, I'm sure that's something that uh, Bosa would really love, a great feather in his cap and a great season. Uh, all I know about David Blau is he's not as fast as his wife. Uh, do you remember on Hard Knocks? He's the one whose wife was like an Olympic sprinter, and he would help her go work out. Uh, he was like a part of that story. There was a storyline, a good 10 minutes of Hard Knocks uh, storyline that was all about David Blau in this preseason. This is uh, when he's with the Lions? Yes. Oh, that might be the most interesting part of Hard Knocks. I heard that that Hard Knocks was not the, the greatest Hard Knocks uh, well, they've had so far. I don't know. Dan Campbell, uh, he keeps some eyeballs here and there. That's uh, that's for sure. Um, and by the way... Melissa Gonzalez, by the way, yeah. Colombian hurdler. There for you those go. of you uh, scoring at home. They, and, and yes, and, and I hope that all of you are. So uh, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of things that are easy to look at, I did want to ask you this before you get out of here, Maddie, because I've gotten the question from many friends, and I find it to be a funny question. They're like, hey, if Jimmy Garoppolo is back by mid-late January, is he the quarterback? And I'm like, are you guys crazy? Like, Brock Purdy's never lost, and if they're still playing end of January, of course they're going to stick with Brock. However, Matty, is there a chance that Jimmy serves as the 49er backup later in the playoffs? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I I think it would be later, later in the playoffs. we're, We're talking like... Uh, championship game yes. the earliest and probably the Super Bowl as the most uh, realistic. Uh, so y- your point is well taken. If they're in the Super Bowl, it, it probably means that that uh, Brock Purdy has done a, a pretty good job and that the 49ers are, are not going to switch horses midstream. Now, having said that, if you go back to 2019, the 49ers rolled through the divisional round and the championship round and, and got to the, the Super Bowl, but they did so amid criticism of Jimmy Garoppolo. And like Jimmy Garoppolo was just there to hand the ball off. Yep. That, that uh, Kyle Shanahan was taking the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. That was the 
that was the the narrative, uh, a national narrative. Like Jimmy, uh, Stanley does not trust Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and that narrative has kind of stuck ever since then. So there there are scenarios out there that the Forty ers win these playoff games with a quarterback that's not exactly uh, you know throwing for a three TDs and and, and four hundred and fifty yards. So. Um, yeah, I think we as 49ers followers know that every scenario uh, involving a quarterback is on the table. There, there's no shortage of plot twists when it comes to this position. So uh, I don't want to, I don't want to rule out any possibility. But um, <laughs> the fact that uh, Garoppolo could be healthy at the end of January, at the beginning of February, is, is very much on the table. Yeah, yeah. Well, come on. You know that he's not gone yet. Let's go, people. You know that that name's going to come up in some form, at some point, in some way. Uh, I just believe that. Matty, uh, great stuff, man. Stay dry. Thank you. All right. Talk to you guys later.